After Terry talks a little bit, I'm going to come up and bring him up again and re reintroduce him to you. Okay, we've got some amazing, amazing stories in our church of God's uh, wonderful forgiveness and redemption and what he did in their lives. And uh, you're going to hear a little bit more about that at the very end. But, um, but he's got stories here in this church as well. And uh, how God saved you and um, uh, the strategy that, that he put people together that, to, that prayed for you and loved you and invited you. And, and then uh, the Holy Spirit drew you and your heart was softened and you received him as your Lord and Savior. And he, he changes lives, doesn't he? So this is a room full of changed lives. And um, I'm going to talk about shining brightly in a dark world. And we'll see how all this is pieced together. I, I was going to speak tonight, and then we decided, oh, let's do that in the beginning and the end. So we'll see how it works. But um, light is a big deal. I like light. Does your power ever go off? Does any time your power ever go off? I don't like that. It means you don't have heat, you don't have light, you don't have TV, you don't have uh, the microwave, all the different things that we need. I like light, and light is a big deal. God said, let there be light. It was God that created light, and it's never been darkness. There's always been light somewhere around the world ever since. And light dispels darkness. And so when light is introduced, darkness goes away. So if we walked in this room and it was dark and we turn on the light, the darkness would be gone. If I was doing a science project with kids and I had a, a paper bag and, and it, had, I, it was uh, closed up, and I said, okay, when I open this bag, this... I'm looking in this bag, and there's darkness. There's a lot of darkness in this bag. And so I'm going to open the bag and let the darkness out so that you can see the darkness. And then I say, okay, one, two, three. Open it up, and maybe I'll even tear it open. And the darkness disappears, right? Because darkness doesn't dispel light. Light dispels right. darkness. Darkness. So Jesus came as the light, John 1246 says, I have come as a light to shine in this dark world so that all who put their trust in me will no longer remain in the dark. Aren't you so glad? And John 812 said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness. Thank you, Jesus, because you will have the light that leads to life. So he is light. Jesus is light. And then Matthew five fourteen to 16 says, You are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let our good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly father. So we are light as we represent Jesus out there. Light is here to help people. So light is helpful. It shines in front of us when we uh, use, we call it a flashlight. I think you call it a torch. Light um, uh, shines before us. 
And uh, when we are about around a bunch of people, we are light. We are shining lights, or we're supposed to be shining lights, right? So there's a whole bunch of people here, and so there's a whole bunch of light. And so we could enjoy our light, and it's wonderful to come together as community and to encourage one another, spur one another on to love and good deeds. And we link arms, and we're like, we're light. This is awesome. You know, we look at each other. We're a bunch of shining lights. And we could go out that door together, and we could link arms, and we could... You know, all walk together. Okay, let's all go together at the same time and go down the street. And it's a whole lot of light in one group. But what would be even better is if we would gather together as shining lights and then we say, okay, bye. Give each other hugs. We'll see you next week. You know, we're praying for you. Do good. Encourage each other. And then we go out there and we disperse. As lights, and we all go into our neighborhoods and our schools and our workplaces and our families and all the things to be shining lights for Jesus. So when we truly have an encounter with Jesus, the light, then we are never the same. Paul or Saul on the road to Damascus, um, he was knocked down and by a strong light. Jesus was the light for him and a strong light. And he was never, ever the same. He became Paul, was never the same. And uh, shared pe- um, Jesus with, uh, I could say, millions of people because he shared with lo- hundreds of people, thousands of people. And they shared and they shared and, and uh, we're still sharing today. But... Um, You can't be light in the darkness unless you have the light in you. And so that's where we start is with the gospel. And Jesus came for you. He wants you. God created you for relationship with him. He didn't have to. He didn't need us, but he wanted us. He wanted relationship with us. And so he created us. And then we, the Bible says that all have sinned. And fallen short of the glory of God. So not one of us could keep the law. Not one of us could be good enough. Not one of us could pay enough money or do enough good deeds or, or be shamed long enough and, you know, beat ourselves up. All that stuff. It was all Jesus. Jesus who came and lived a perfect life so that he could be our sacrifice and go to the cross and die for us. Shed his blood. Have his body beaten for us and all of our sin put on him and he died and but he didn't stay there he came back to life he resurrected and so that when we simply believe the bible says we simply believe we believe yes jesus i believe that you died on the cross for my sins and i ask you to forgive me of my sins i believe and i want you to be lord of my life i want you to come in and be lord of my life And we confess it. We let other people know. And then we are part of his family. So that's when we have the light. So we receive him as our savior. And it's like Jesus says, let there be light. And then we have the light in us and we can go and we can, we can shine for him. And we, then we share it. So I I have two points. My first point is shine his light. So we take that light and we shine wherever we go. We tell others. 
Matthew 28, 19 and 20 says, Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I've given you. But he helps us. We tell others, but he helps us. Acts 1.8 says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses. His power comes so that we are his witnesses, telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Now, the first time that I preached this um, this message uh, was last year. I was in a I, I spoke at a women's conference in Chicago, one of our partnering churches there, and um, so it was a women's conference, and they had it all decorated up, and they had all these mason jars, and they had these little tiny lights, you know, woven around inside the jars, so it was dark, and it shone. <laughs> all this light was shining, and then it had uh, scriptures, uh, scripture verses to do with the light, that he is the light, was um, was taped all the way around the the jar, but it was really beautiful. There was hundreds of jars, and they said, this is our gift to you ladies on the first night. You can take this jar home. So when I got my jar, and we were, we had to walk back to our hotel in cold, windy Chicago. It was actually raining, and we had our umbrellas, and they went upside down <laughs> because it was so windy. Um, but when I got my jar, I said, you know, God, if I have an opportunity to share you with this jar, if somebody asks me what this jar is, I'm going to, I'm going to share you. I'm going to shine my light for you. So we get all the way back to the hotel. We go in and, uh, before we got onto the elevator, there was security guards. They wanted to make sure that we actually had a, a key and that we actually belonged in that hotel. And so there was two security guards, a man and a woman, and uh, the woman said, oh, what a pretty jar of light. And she said, wow, where did you get that? And I said, oh, I just came from a women's conference. It's a, it's a conference full of Christian women, and we got this jar of light. And what this represents is the fact that Jesus is our light. Jesus came for us to die on the cross for our sins. And when we believe in him, then we want to then go out and shine his light as he's put in us. So I just said that real quickly. And um, they looked at me. And they looked at each other. <laughs> and they looked at me and they said, oh, okay. Move along. <laughs> you know? um, but you know what? That's okay because I shared and I believe that, that his word does not return void. And so, and so I shared and that's something that's in their memory banks forever until they receive Jesus, right? And so we need to shine our light and, um, we don't save anyway. So if we get scared and we're like, oh, you know, I gotta, there, you know, if they, if they, die, they're going to go to hell, and I've got to tell everybody, and you know, all that stuff. Jesus loves them more than you do, and so he's not going to, he's not going to fool them, or um, he wants all to come to him. So, of course, he's, he, he is more concerned with them than you, than you are, but, um, but the Holy Spirit draws people to him and reveals himself to them, 
And so it reveals that, that their need for Jesus. And um, so, um, so we can share, and then we can leave it. And we don't have to feel like, oh, i got to make them come to Jesus. And, oh, I'm a failure because they didn't. We just do our part. We're a link in the chain. There's a, you know, a whole bunch of links. And we just do our part. God gives us opportunity. We take that opportunity. We're obedient. And we just share our part of it. And then we trust that God's going to uh, bring somebody else and, you know, that they're going to eventually come to him. So... We just start the conversation. Be willing to start the conversation. God gives you an opening, and you start the conversation, and then it might stop, or it might continue on. I I go to the bank all the time, or the uh, grocery store, and they're always saying, "What are you getting? What exciting things are you going to do this weekend?" Well, what an opening, huh? I'm going to go worship Jesus. I'm going to church. We're going to have a great. Great time together. Um, So, number one, shine our light. Number two, don't hide, cover, or disguise our light. Now, um, sometimes there is no discernible difference between our light and the darkness out there. No discernible, discernible difference. We have become so blurred and so... um, um, conformed to the world. And, um, so what that actually does, the light, um, just darkness doesn't dispel light, but we can actually cover our light by disguising it and getting around people. And, you know, I don't want them to know that, you know, that my light is shining because that's too embarrassing. And, you know, they might not like me anymore. So I'm just going to I'm just going to become like them. And it's so easy to do in our culture. Uh, Romans 12.2 tells us, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. And Ephesians 5.8-11 says, Once you were full of darkness, but now you have light from the Lord. So live as people of light. Don't disguise yourself as people of darkness. You're people of light, not darkness. (laughs) Remember that. Uh, for this light within you produces only what is good and right and true. Carefully determine what pleases the Lord. Take no part in the worthless deeds of evil and darkness. Instead, expose them. And Philippians 2.15 says, Live clean, innocent lives as children of God, shining like bright lights in a world full of crooked and perverse people. So we get seduced by the world. Sin is fun. It really is. Sin is fun. Otherwise, people wouldn't do it, right? But it's not lasting. It is not lasting. And it takes you down a downward world spiral that is destructive. So, um, you know, when the normal, like the normal is we love Jesus, And we want to serve him, and we want to radically worship him and follow him. When the normal becomes abnormal, when we start doing the things that we shouldn't be doing, then the abnormal becomes normal. Does that make sense? (laughs) Let me say it again. When the normal becomes abnormal and the abnormal becomes normal, we're in big trouble. So run from temptation. You know, we, 
are our brother's keeper. Cain and uh, murdered Abel, and then somebody asked, where's your brother? And he said, um, he said, am I my brother's keeper? And yes, we are our brother's keeper, and we need to uh, encourage one another and be accountable to one another and help each other and help each other from not disguising them their light, but to keeping their light brining, shining very brightly. And so we love them enough to tell them the truth, and we take the word of God, and this is called the sword of the spirit. So, but the sword is a weapon. A sword is a weapon against the enemy, not against each other. Okay? So sometimes we can be tempted to um, stab our brothers. Do you know what the Word of God says? (laughs) You're wrong. You're evil. You're being sinful. But no, we use, again, with our brothers and sisters, we use this as a skillful surgeon with a scalpel. And we say, and we just carefully just say, this is what the word of God says. And we bring it carefully to them. We don't harm them. We don't hurt them. We do it with, with absolute love, right? And so are we light or are we no different from the world? In the area of unforgiveness, unforgiveness is in the darkness. It's in the world. Is it in us? Are we acting Full of unforgiveness. We need to forgive. God says to. Anger and rage. Gossip. Cynicism. Negativity. Criticizing. We can disguise the light. We can cover the light and just become like everyone else in the world. Dishonesty and business dealings. Cheating at work. Here's some really controversial ones. Abortion. Abortion. That's a child. That's a baby that God has created in our womb. Um, Are we disguising the light by just saying, oh, well, I understand her situation. And sometimes we, we, um, we form our values based on our relationships with others. They're a good person and they needed to have an abortion and this and that. But they're, they're going to be hurting After going through a traumatic event like that, and, and this child is, is going to be gone. Now, if you have participated in abortion or you've had an abortion, God forgives, right? He absolutely forgives. But we want to save these unborn lives. We want to speak out for lives. The Bible says speak out for those who can't speak out for themselves. So we have an opportunity. We don't like a sword, but like a scalpel. You know what? I I can help you. I can help you. I'll take you in my home. (laughs) I will help you. I'll be there to help finance you and take care of you and help you to have this child. And then you can decide, um, you know, whether put this child in a godly home or whether you can raise it, but I'm going to be there. I'm not just saying words, but I want to help you, right? Um, Adultery. We can't be like the world, the world that's darkness. And we want to be light. We want to be light. We want to run from it, flee sexual temptation. 
Um, sex outside of marriage for those who are not married. No. Someone's pressuring you. They don't love you. You run to the church. You run to the elders and say, okay, pray, pray for me. Help me. Um, counsel me. Guide me. Um, yeah, that is, uh, they don't have your highest in mind. If they don't want you to be um, pleasing God in purity and doing what the word of God says. Uh, practicing homosexuality. That's a big one. And uh, in our culture, in all over the world, it's like, it's like, oh, you know, well, that's, that's kind of an old thing that God said, that he made male and female. And now, you know, things are changing. No, we've got to stick with the word of God and we've got to speak the truth. We can't disguise ourselves um, in the world. So um, darkness can't dis- dispel light. But we can hide or cover or disguise our light. And again, Matthew 5.15 says, No one hides a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in our house. So we want to shine our light, not hide it. And when God shows us something that we need to take care of, we need to admit it and quit it. And uh, just say, okay. This is, God showed me this is wrong, and I'm going to quit it, and I'm going to move forward. Sometimes there's, uh, the, after the repentance, there might need to be some restitution. I'm not only asking for your forgiveness, but I'm telling you I'm going to make it right with you. I have, I have wronged you. I'm going to make it right with you. That's restitution. And then God wants to restore us, restoration. So... Um, so let me pray for you, pray with you if I can. And then Steve's going to finish off <laughs> this uh, session. So um, thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you for your truth. Lord, thank you that you are light. And thank you that you, you um, transform us with your light. We thank you for your cross, that you died for us, that you love us, that you reached out for us when we didn't even know you. Lord, we love you. God, those that uh, may be struggling with something that need to repent, God, I, I pray, Lord, that tonight that would be made right, Lord, that they'd be able to just um, say right now, even right now, Lord, I'm sorry, forgive me, and, um, and I want to I move on in right relationship with you. Lord, bring healing, bring restoration. In Jesus' name, amen.